Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here. And we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Good morning, everyone. It's so great to be with you today. And uh, we hope you're having a great week. And uh, awesome to see everyone on the chat. Good morning. I saw John Scampton on there, Terry Baxter, a whole bunch of people. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here with you. Hey, how good was Katie? What an incredible word. Uh, We've got some incredible young leaders in our church. And It's just a privilege to serve together with everyone as we serve God, hey? Uh, Well, I'm excited to start off our um, next series, Red Letter Challenge. And I'm going to talk about that in a a moment and and just explain what it's about. But I really believing and not just encouraging, but I'm believing that over the next uh, couple of months, so we're taking 40 days, but believing that it's going to be significant time as we, I guess, finish out lockdown, hopefully, as we finish out the end of 2021, and it's going to be significant time for us as a church. Firstly, before we do that, I just want everyone to grab out their phone. I know many people watching it live, even if you're not, that's okay. I want you to grab out your phone. And I've been thinking this week that There's so many people that ride the emotions of their life based on statistics of how many COVID cases there are in our state, how many uh, vaccination rates there are or aren't, uh, and and so many external sources outside of what really impacts our life or influencing our emotions. As Christians, we shouldn't allow those things to affect our emotions, but they do. And I know so many people that have ups and downs based on that. So what I'd like us to do before I start preaching this morning is I'd like you to text someone on your contact list. So I want you to go to your phone and I'm going to do it too, is I'd love for you to just find someone that you don't normally reach out to. Maybe just scroll quickly through your your phone list and um, just see a name that maybe you haven't spoken to someone for a while and that maybe the Holy Spirit's just saying, hey, why don't you text them right now? And together as a church, we're just going to text everyone. So I've got someone here and I'm going to send them a text. And all I want you to do today is just say to that individual, good morning, hope you're having a great day. And I'm going to do it as we, as we do it together. So good morning, um, the person, I won't tell you who it is. And I just want you to encourage them. Encourage that person. Hope you're doing well. Have a great day. How easy is that? And do you know what? I've just texted that person now. Hopefully you have as well. Who knows what that encouragement's going to do to someone? Who knows what encouragement that will... Maybe that person just needs a point of encouragement today. And by you reaching out to them just in that simple way, they've maybe been able to shift their eyes off something that's a distraction and just had an encouragement from you. So why don't we pray together as we start? Lord, I just pray as we, we start this new series, but even just as our text messages, hopefully hundreds of them go out to people across our community and our community being the people that we're connected with. Lord, I pray that there's great encouragement that comes into people's lives today, that you will do something as those words go into people's hearts and lives, that you will just um, touch them today. 
God, we ask that you'll um, do something in our community where there's so much emotional turmoil right now. Lord, that you will encourage people and that there'll be something coming out of us that shows love to people regardless of what's going on in our world. We pray that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, that's good. Hopefully some people will be encouraged and I bet you'll get some responses back and you can engage with that person. Well, we're starting this new series, Red Letter Challenge. So it might sound a bit strange. And what are we actually talking about when we say red letters? When many, um, many copies of the Bible, translations of the Bible, wherever Jesus spoke, it was written or it's written in red letters. Maybe you've got that type of Bible um, and you can open that up and where through the Gospels you see where Jesus is speaking. And it's really helpful to know what Jesus said versus what the writer was explaining. And so what we want to do over the next 40 days is really unpack the words of Jesus, to take some time to see what he said to us and to really reflect on those things. And what were the things that we need to learn from? Our youth, our kids, everyone is going to be involved in this. So youth, there's going to be devotions and um, your tribes are going to be getting together and talking about the words of Jesus, the red letter challenge. And we call it a challenge because... I'm going to talk about it, but I think there's things of Jesus that he shared with us, taught us, that we kind of know, but we've maybe put aside, that we haven't really focused on and we don't live out. So I want to explain a couple of practical things, and Ruth touched on them before. Firstly, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, can I encourage you to go and turn on the red letters. Many um, of the, the versions don't have it turned on by default. You can do that by open up your red letter, uh, sorry, your version Bible app. The top corner, there's a A font type symbol. You can click in there and you go down the bottom to advanced settings and you can turn on a little switch that says red letters. I did it during the week because I've gone, oh, I, I haven't actually got that turned on in my app. So I went and turned that on. It's so helpful. So as we go through our, our scriptures and our devotions over the next couple of weeks, you'll be able to, to do that. So can I encourage you to do that first? The second thing is daily devotions, as Ruth mentioned. Get on the church app. So go to resound.church forward slash app. And un, down the bottom under red letter, you can go there and from Tuesday, this Tuesday, we're kicking off 40 days of devotion. Each day, a new devotion will come up. You can click in there. There'll be some scriptures. There'll be some things to learn. And there's a comment section. We want people to engage in discussion through this time. We want people to be able to connect and just go, hey, I had this revelation and this has spoken to me. So put your comments in there. The other way that you can do that is get on the website, resound.church forward slash red letter. You can see that there as well. Or if you like the old-fashioned way on the email that came out on Friday, you can download a PDF, which is then printable, or you can, can read on your device as well. The final thing is then groups. We've got at least nine groups that are running every week on, uh, for the next six weeks. So on Monday through Thursday, there's at least one group running on every evening. Can we encourage you to get involved in a group? We want people to come together and to share this journey and be able to discuss. There's some video, short videos that your group leader will run and uh, there'll be some discussion points and we want everyone to be able to engage in this over the next 40 days. On, on the app and on the emails that come out, there'll be an email that comes out tomorrow 
as well. Simple links there to all of those groups for Zoom. You can click on that, join it. The group leaders are expecting you, whether you're in a group or not, just join one and be a part of the Red Letter Challenge. And it is a challenge for us. So, you know, recently I was talking to someone and they, they threw out this comment of recent times where they'd been observing and having um, seen some comments on social media and even just discussion with Christians. And that they had observed some of the most judgmental, the most harsh and non-loving comments had come from so-called Christians. And this was an interesting thought and we had a bit of a discussion about it. And it was really sad to hear that that was their perspective on that. Judgmental, harsh and non-loving comments coming from so-called Christians. I'm not suggesting for a moment that was anyone from Resound Church and, and, and I'm genuine in that. But just a broader church observation that in our current season where we're at in COVID that there, there was all these harsh and judgmental comments. You know, to be a Christian means to be a Christ follower. It's someone that follows Jesus Christ, the way that he taught us to live, the things that he said. And ultimately, if they're the things coming out of our mouth, then we've missed the mark. We've missed and we've tried to get to be the best, but actually we've missed the mark. That's not how Jesus would want us to live. He wants us to live with the opposite of those things. And he set a great example for us. You know, our goal as Christians is to live by the words that he spoke, for us to learn by the things that he did, and for us to ultimately seek to be like Christ. We'll never get there, as Katie shared in in her uh, communion message, we're all with sin. There's nothing we can do about that. But our goal as Christians is to get to the point where we're becoming more like Christ. But we've got to actually do something with the things that he taught us. In a book called Unchristian, published in 2007, a couple of guys, David Kinnaman and Gabe Lyons, they're Christian leaders. They look at church trends and growth. And David Kinnaman's the head of the Barna Group. You may have heard of that before. They wrote this book and they surveyed hundreds of young adults across America. And these young adults talked about, well, they asked the question, describe a Christian to me. Out of that evidence, and they surveyed hundreds and hundreds of of young adults, the key terms were judgmental, critical, old-fashioned, insensitive, and boring. Wow, I don't know about you, but that, I don't want to ever be described like that. This was the, the insight from these young adults. They took this evidence, and you know, this is quite opposite to how Jesus would want us to be. You know, whether that's our intent or not, if that's what comes out, if that's what people observe, then that's the reality for them of who Jesus is. Because ultimately, Jesus coming to everyone in our world comes through us as Christians. It's a reflection of who Jesus is, is how we behave. In, in a 2019 report that the same group did, the Barna group, they said more than six in 10 non-Christians and lap, laps Christians say they would be open to talking about faith if someone who listens without judgment. So, so six in 10 people are happy to have a conversation about faith if they feel that they're not going to be judged if they have a conversation. How's that opportunity? How, how is that? But yet there was this feeling that 
Christians are judgmental, harsh, and I think that can still be the case. And that's a generalization, but the goal of our red letter challenge is really for us to do the things that Jesus has called us to do. So what's gone wrong? If, you know, why have Christians got to this place or why is there maybe this perception that Christians are like this? You know, I think it's easy for us to forget many of the amazing things that Jesus did for us. If you've grown up in church or been a Christian for a long time, you know, you probably know the gospel well. You know the stories of Jesus. You know what he taught us. You know the fundamentals. But do we really take it as a day-by-day challenge to live out how Jesus would want us to live? That's a challenge. Because I think we get in this flow and we kind of go, oh, yeah, 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 they're, they're simple things. They're the, they're the things that we all know and love. And, and we understand that. But do we really live it out? Do we overcomplicate our faith? Do we make it more complex than it needs to be? Ultimately, Jesus said, love God with all your heart and your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the, the core of what it comes down to. And so people see Jesus through, our, through the way that we act. You know, I think during this COVID season, many people have become self-centered and worried about themselves. And rightly or wrongly, I think that's the case. Um, I don't think it's a good place to be in, but many people are scared. They're fearful. They're not sure what the future holds. But we have an incredible hope in Jesus. We know that there's a, there's a hope and a future and a purpose for our lives. And so I just wonder if we took the revolutionary ideas that Jesus brought to our world, imagine what it would be like. You know, Jesus brought ideas to this world that were unseen or unheard of before. That got him into a whole bunch of trouble with the religious people. But imagine for a moment, imagine if everyone lived out, love your neighbor as yourself. Everyone in the world, imagine that for a second. Imagine if we lived out the whole thought of worry about the log in your own eye before the speck in someone else's. I just, you just got to open the news every day and just see the criticism that comes at people. And imagine if we lived that way. Imagine if we lived where those with no sin cast the first stone. Imagine if we lived in this world where everyone understood the teachings of Jesus. I just wonder for a moment what that would be like. Our world would be totally different. And our goals as Christians is to take that to the world. Matthew 7, verse 24. Jesus is uh, preaching. He's teaching on on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount. And he says in this scripture, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain came, uh, Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the wind beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on the sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. That line in there, it says, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. You know, we can hear all that we can hear. We can read all that we can read about what Jesus said. But if we don't do something with it, we're foolish. We've got to live out what Jesus said. 
You know, the goals for this series, for Red Letter Challenge, ultimately is to put into practice what Jesus has said to us. Actually put into practice the things that Jesus said to us. We might know them, but are we really and truly putting them into practice? You know, we don't want to just change the story that we tell of Jesus, but we have to. If that research that I'm talking about is current, and I would say generally it would be the case, we've got to change the world's view of who Jesus is. And that comes through us. How are we going to do that? A day at a time, a person at a time, a devotion at a time. We really believe in that this series is going to help each and every one of us grow that little bit more and knowing how to connect. You know, is there something that you do that you... Or rather, is there something you know you should do that you don't do? Is, is there something you know that you should do, but you don't? What about exercising? We all know we should exercise more. Most of us don't. Uh, should we eat better? In our house last night, Sarah had gone to the supermarket, bought some groceries for dinner, bought home ice creams that are on special. There was great temptation to come out of the freezer after dinner. We put them aside for another time. But we all know we should eat better. Um, maybe it's clean around the house more. Maybe it's pray more. Maybe it's read more. Well, whatever the situation or the thing is, there's things in our lives that we know that we should do, but we don't. And we avoid them probably because of laziness and because we're unmotivated. And I'm not just talking about during lockdown, that's difficult, I know. But in our lives, we put aside things that maybe we should do that we don't do. You know, this isn't a new problem. Paul wrote about this in Romans. In Romans 7, he said this, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. He, he says there, he does the things that he doesn't want to do, but he doesn't do what he does want to do. And we all have these things in our lives and distractions come and, and we don't do actually what we know we should do in so many things. This is not a new problem. This isn't just COVID related. But I want us to be encouraged that we need to live out more of what Jesus did, more of what Jesus said. And this is our goal. Now, Jesus made it really clear when he was preaching to the people, as he was sharing with them in Luke 11, verse 28, it says, Jesus replied, even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So Jesus was talking, he was preaching in, in the context of this scripture and people were like, oh, you're, you're so blessed. It's amazing what you're saying. And he said, yeah, that's great. But actually, if you put it into practice, you'll be more blessed. So we can know all the things, we can hear everything, but until we put it into practice, we're not going to make a difference in our lives or in the lives of other people. James 1 verse 22 to 25 says, but don't just listen to God's word. Don't just listen to God's word, but you must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. You know, we can read the scripture and we can go, oh, that's awesome. That's great. We can hear this message today. We can hear the messages over and over again. But if we don't actually make a change, we are kidding ourselves. The scripture goes on, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. 
But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. How often do we do something that we, we don't want to do, but then we don't do what we do want to do? Why don't we take this next 40 days to flip that around? Maybe you've been meaning to do a devotion constantly for the, forever. Get involved in this devotion. It takes five minutes of our time. I, I know I'm guilty at times where you go, oh, I just, I'll flick on Facebook. How long do we get down or YouTube or a Facebook video or something and five minutes is gone? It takes five, 10 minutes to do a devotion, to connect with God more, to learn more of the words of Jesus. Just to give you an overview of the topics we're going to be covering, and we're going to have a whole heap of different preachers coming over the next five weeks. But we're going to look at five key areas. Being is the first one. You know, the first thing we need to know about um, our relationship with Jesus is being in him, who he's created us to be. You know, many of the things we do in our world are transactional. We go to work, we get paid, we go to work, we get paid. We do something for someone, there's a transaction that takes place. Our relationship with Jesus is not based on transaction. It's based on gift, it's based on grace. It's based on love that comes from Him. We want to look at what it means to rest in Jesus. You know, He said, come and rest in me. He said, come all who are weary, and I will give you rest. What does that actually mean? What does it mean to find rest in Jesus and just to be in him? We, we want to unpack what it means to have an understanding of what he actually did for us. As Katie touched on before in communion, it's Jesus died on the cross for us. Do we truly understand that? The first step in our relationship is understanding what it is to be in him. The second area is about forgiveness and forgiving. That's all about grace. You know, prior to Jesus coming, the, the way that we would find or people would find salvation and forgiveness was through sacrifice and bringing offerings to God. Jesus came so that there was an ultimate sacrifice. He was the perfect sacrifice. Do we truly understand that? And with that comes forgiveness. Not only forgiveness for us, but ultimately we have to be willing to forgive others as well. Are we prepared to forgive those that hurt us? You know, some of the rhetoric I'm seeing on social media now against people in power and government, and we might not like what they do, but ultimately if they came to a place of, of, of salvation and Jesus would forgive them, are we prepared to do the same? We've got to be prepared to have that conviction in our heart to forgive those that have hurt us. And we're going to unpack that more over this period of time. Serving is our next topic. Hey, I don't know about you, but I just love serving God with other people. That's one of the greatest ways we can serve Jesus is to serve uh, together with others. You know, today we're here and Ruth's here and Nathan and Pip and we're, we're serving God together. Wherever you are in your context, we have an opportunity to serve God. You know, Jesus was the ultimate servant. You might remember the story where he washed the disciples' feet, where he reached out and despite being tired and and um weary in himself, he preached and shared to the people, regardless of him being the son of God. He came to heal and bring encouragement to people. 
We want to be people that are, that are serving, that we serve our, our community, that we serve people, and not just in the context of church and their organization, but who are you serving in your world? People that are serving like Jesus did. The next topic is going to be around giving. You know, we can't be Christians if we're not generous. We have to be generous in every part of our being. You know, we shouldn't be stingy. You know, stingy and Christian can't really go together. They're like an oxymoron. It it just doesn't work. To be a Christian means that we're generous. Jesus came and died on the cross. God sent Jesus to die on the cross in an ultimate sacrifice, in an ultimate act of generosity. The very least we can do to be, is to be generous to those around about us with our money. You know, Jesus, we t- talked about that a whole heap in, uh, in his time here on earth, in our time, in our energy, in our prayer, in our thoughts, all of those things. And finally, in our going. The last thing Jesus said was go into all the world and preach the good news. We've got to go and do something. We're going to take these next five weeks and really share into what it means to be listening and doing the things that Jesus taught us. I want to invite you to join me, to join us in this next 40 days. You don't have to do this, but it's an invitation. I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited for what this is going to be. Tuesday morning, I'm looking forward to reading that devotion. I'm going to encourage my boys to do that as well. Our kids are involved in it. I just wonder for a moment what this will do as we head into the last part of our year, setting us up almost for this new season of life. And we use that term often, but what will Jesus do? Matthew 9, 37, Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Will you join with me as we head into this red letter challenge? Let's pray. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to this earth. Lord, I thank you that we have an incredible model, an incredible example, incredible scripture that we can learn to live out life. And so, Lord, I pray as we head into this red letter challenge, as we focus on the things of Jesus, that you will help us, that you will really speak to to us each and every day, that we'll gleam as we do these devotions, as we discuss together, as we open your word and look at what you have to say. God, I thank you that you're going to speak to us in this time. Encourage every person, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome, church. We'll we'll speak to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Ruth. Wow. Thank you, Trent. What a great message. Hey, I'm really excited about this Red Letter Challenge. I love the words of Jesus and the words of Jesus are what we live by. So being able to implement them into our life is going to be amazing. If there's anyone on um, live stream today that doesn't know Jesus and doesn't understand who he is and decides to get involved in this, you're going to learn all about who Jesus is. But if you'd like to accept Jesus, if you want to accept him as your friend, your personal everyday friend that never leaves you, never forsakes you, never walks out of your room, you know, you can go to our website and on our website, there's a Jesus tab. Just press that. It'll take you straight in and you'll be able to look at that and see some different things that will help you on your journey. We also want to help you on your journey and be able to reach out to you. So don't listen to this today and go, what are they all talking about? 
come on, jump on the journey with us and, and jump on and see what's happening and what Jesus is, who Jesus is and what Jesus can be in your life. Yeah? All right, let's pray as we think about even those that don't know Jesus, but for those that do want to know Jesus, that Jesus will come today and make it really evident that he's there. So Father, I thank you. I thank you that you are incredible God. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to this earth for all of us, for us to be able to have relationship with you. And I pray that Lord, if there's anybody today that doesn't know you as their Lord and their Saviour, that today they'll make that decision to begin to follow you, follow who you are and what you were on this earth, that we can together walk this journey and know that you're with us in your name. Amen. Hey, it's been so good to have you with us this morning. I hope you've enjoyed this service. It's been great to hear the worship from Tim and be able to hear that communion message from Katie and that awesome word from Trent. Don't forget to jump on board on Tuesday morning for the devotional and also have a look and see which group you would like to join. They're going to go for six weeks and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be on Zoom. So jump on one of those links. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including our service times and live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.